0: Okay, it's a starting. Okay, all right, we're going. Uh, I love intros, so I'm gonna do a really long one. Uh, this is Visceralist Podcast Episode Five. So, getting into the first segment, um, I feel I felt like <clears throat> with uh, this week's episode, let's start with a little bit of positivity. Um, so much negativity in the world these days, you know. It just seems like these days, in particular, there's more negativity than at any point ever in human history. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do my little part to start with some positivity. Oh, okay, that's good. Put it out there, man. <laughs> I to put it out in the world. Yeah. Um, so the New York City Marathon was ran this morning. Um, and it's crazy because it, it was already done. Like I think I had already I had only been up for like thirty minutes and it was already done. These what people time did wake up. Uh, like twelve? Uh no, there's still some people out there, I think. I mean oh I sorry, I don't mean done. I mean um uh the winner had already cost. Oh yeah, longer. yeah, those guys. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's crazy. You're like running New York City Marathon runs all five boroughs and in, in Manhattan no, not in Manhattan, nope. Um, let me get that one back. Uh, all five boroughs in New York City. <laughs> it's right there in the name. Um, so, and it's 26 miles, uh, which, uh, man, I can't imagine. Um, yeah, I and, can't imagine that either. And so, congrats to the uh, men's and women's winner. Uh, the men's winner uh, finished in two hours and seven minutes. Wow. and his name uh is uh is Guillerme. uh oh boy <laughs> you know this uh, as as probably shouldn't be joking but as someone with a with, who has a weird name like this is like <laughs> every first day of school every year is like the, you know the teacher is getting to the the roll call and like getting to my name just being like and uh, oh uh, uh okay uh <laughs> yeah so oh 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 uh, so, <laughs> um so his name is girmay uh I think, I think that's good that's good enough he's from Eritrea. uh and the women's champion is um mary katani and hmm. I, be- I believe she's from the u.s um this article I'm on, on Gothamist, does not say where she's from. That's no, typical, uh, <laughs> typical patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is weird. I mean, I, I assume she's American then if they're not going out of their way to say it. But, yeah, no, that's that's great. That's a great job. I I remember, I have a buddy who, um, who does the marathon every year. And a couple years ago, I was asking him, like, I was like, yeah, maybe I could do this again, like sh- shades of my, my conversation of like, yeah, I can make the NBA. Um, it's, and he's like, the, apparently you have to, there's a whole New York, I think it's called New York Roadrunners Association. Yeah. And it's the group. Have you, have you done any like official marathons? Oh, no way. Yeah. But I could not. Yeah, so I guess the deal is, in order to even get into the marathon, I think, and I, I'm remembering a, like a two-year-old conversation, you have to volunteer at a certain number of races beforehand, I think like 10 races, and, and then you can qualify, or something like that.
1: Um, oh, so just, or you can raise money, right?
0: Yeah, or you can raise money, there's like a money monetary way, or you can... Um, Actually, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. So let me let me stop. It's something like road, it's something the, like that. The
1: thing is, you have to like participate in a certain number of races and then volunteer a certain number of times.
0: Yeah, that's, and yeah. then you get in.
1: Um, and then I know you can raise money. And then obviously, like
0: you know, those the fast, fast people. But yeah. um, right, right, right. So yeah. So that's good. That's a good moment of positivity, I think. It's good. It's mm-hmm. good. Ex- good exercise. Um, probably a lot of good, uh, good diet. Good diet. Um, good uh, diet. Oh, my God. I just like I went into like a Westworld loop right there. <laughs> I, was gonna say. I couldn't figure out how to say the idea that that, that these people probably have a very good diet and eat well (laughs) but all that was coming out as is good diet (laughs) over and over (laughs) oh Oh, man watch it too much westworld um so (laughs) good diet uh anyway let's move into um uh first topic uh gonna gonna switch up the format a little bit but since we're talking about new york um New York leads us to the New York City subway system, which the is has to be one of the best in the world. I I haven't really encountered too many other subway systems. I'm I'm very familiar with the DC one, which is decent. Um, but I I love I love the New York City subway system. It's one of the best like public works projects probably in the entire uni- United States. Wow. Have you yeah, have you used any other ones?
1: Um I've only used DC. well, I guess I used DC. Um which was fine. I, I thought the carpeting was a little strange.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's right. So the uh, the older model trains did have carpeting. They're they're phasing those out now
1: though. Oh okay. Um I've been to Boston, I've taken the T, I guess is what it is.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Um uh, that was all right, I guess. It yeah. wasn't, I, but if that one stops at like eleven o'clock, or that, I don't remember, that one definitely has a closing time. Right.
0: Because I remember having to run for like the last train, so it didn't like. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you had to run back back home because you missed <laughs> the train. <laughs> Damn. The cabs why don't, don't, don't work run? after a certain hour either. <laughs> Yeah. Also, you're you're running you're, instead of just walking, out. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man.
1: Um, and then
0: my shoes are gonna turn back into pumpkins if I don't get home in a certain <laughs> time. Gotta hustle. Oh boy. Yo, you got those new <laughs> those those, those, new, those new Jordan pumpkins? <laughs> those, um, those pumpkin those twos?
1: <laughs> so they would turn into pumpkins? So you have pumpkins on your feet? Little pumpkins? Yeah, yeah.
0: those little <laughs> little pumpkins. Yeah, good, good cushioning. <laughs> good good arch support.
1: <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> already, huh? <laughs>
0: Can't stop. Won't stop. Um, I have I have been on the Boston one once as well. Um, yeah, it's decent. I mean, the thing is with these other services, like you can get any basically anywhere in the five boroughs um, on the subway. Now, you, with some of the harder to reach places, you may have to take a bus after the subway. But I believe your your tick your MetroCard will allow you to transfer for free. Um, in most cases, which is good. Like, we have, considering, like, the demands of, of the city, like, it works incredibly well, considering the usage, the cost to maintain, um, the fact that there's a flat fee no matter where you go. So it's 275 per trip. I know in D.C., you pay more. Uh, if you're going further out, you have to pay more. Uh, yeah, so that's right.
1: You end up so paying on the way
0: out, right? Exactly, yeah. You pay at your final destination. Um, so anyway, I say all that to say this. Oh God, I fucking hate that phrase. Um, the, the, they've been building a, a new subway line. Uh, it's called the Second Avenue line. I believe the letter for it is gonna be T. Yes. And the color scheme is like a light blue, like a baby blue.
1: Um, it is some kind of blue.
0: It's like, yeah it's like um, yeah I like it, blue. yeah and it it's gonna run and then so the initial phase uh, only runs through the upper east side uh, I believe from like I want to say like um, like 86th Street down to 59th where it connects with the Q train. Is that what it's doing? Um, I believe so, yeah. I mean, the point is, it only runs in, um, in a very limited way. And considering, considering how long they've been uh, working on this... Oh, wow, there's a Wikipedia page for it. Okay, let me do this. So, sorry. Okay, so it runs from 125th Street. Uh, it's supposed to go all the way down... To the Wall Street area when it's when it's done, mm. um, so making stops. Oh, there is a Lower East Side stop. Nice, making use of that. Uh, but um, uh, okay, so from so the initial phase, which is supposed to open this December, right, uh, goes from 63rd Street to 96th Street. Okay, so that's the Upper East Side now that's going to be helpful for people uh some people i'm sure because it, it you know connects to the queue but the upper east side is you know famously populated by people who are pretty well off um real estate wise you know second if you just think about second avenue up there like the rents up there pretty pretty serious so i'm not saying they're not Gonna be using it, but it seems like if they're gonna build a new line, they could have started in a an area that would that would make better use of it. I don't know. What, um, do, you, what do you think? What do you think? Okay,
1: <laughs> I think they chose that area. Um, officially, probably because that's that's it. There's no other train option in that area, and just to even have. Have that section operate would would be a big relief on on the congestion, just the number of people that have to squeeze into the four, five, and six on a daily basis. Right. Um. Just you know, even just getting a quarter of the people off of that train for that section uh-huh. it would, would probably make a dramatic difference in the in the ride in the riding experience and just in probably just the overall efficiency of the system. Um. I think I remember reading some article about the four, five, and six. It's one, It's called, It's got a lot of delays. It's the cause of a lot of delays. Right, right. Um, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with just the sheer number of people that are always on that train. I I mean, in this article, it just did like one day, one day's worth of delays. Uh-huh. And sick passengers make up like 75% of the delays. Huh. And like... I, I can find the an article and send it to you but yeah. it all just causes just this you know this big chain there's a, reaction. There's a chain reaction yeah there's a knock on right. effect right and so i mean just just moving just a quarter of the people off of that will, will be helpful and i don't know if you noticed um the four five and six is it's a strange train um and that it's narrower than the other trains Right. right um, and so i mean you've, you've got one of the busiest train lines and it's also one of the smallest trains in terms of square space and it's right. just a disaster
0: during the rush hours yeah and that's i mean that's a carryover from when when the subway system first started uh there were two separate companies that ran it uh and that's why some of the trains are numbered and some have letters right and as because of that the, yeah there's a knock-on effect that um When they were building them, the number, some of the number lines. I guess you're saying the four, five, and six. Like literally, the tunnels that they go through are narrower because the trains are narrower, and so yeah, it's difficult. And you know, I I used to uh, I used to date someone who lived in the Bronx, and we both worked in Midtown, and um, we come. I remember those mornings coming coming down once you get into on the six. or we took no we took the four or five yeah like, like once you get below 125th street after that yeah, it's it's, like, it's crazy it's like it's it's as packed as as humanly possible like every morning and yeah so uh, alleviating that and it's it's good that there'll be some people um yeah who will be able to take that down second avenue to midtown a lot of people work in midtown so that's why a lot of the train traffic, you know, I have a friend on the Upper West Side, too, and there's basically only the one-line right. on train, and and that would get packed, and I remember he, he had to wear a suit to work, and ah, I can't imagine, like, wearing a full suit in the summer on a packed train, miserable.
1: Yeah, and that's one train, so the air condition is always breaking down on it,
0: too. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's good. It's it's. It's annoying that it's taken this long um, I believe they started technically they started working on this back in um, Wait, it's like 1920 or something yeah right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and but then it you know there's been delays and, and all kinds of issues so it didn't really kick into gear into high gear um, until looks like 2001 um according to uh, wikipedia um but uh yeah and then ideally at some point uh indeterminate but if if it's taken so this stretch goes 30 blocks roughly if it's taken 20 years of consistent work (laughs) to get 30 blocks and they want it to extend all the way to the bottom of manhattan which is roughly another 80 blocks um yeah, it's gonna be a while before I'm able to to make use of this when, on my on my you know Saturday nights spent on the on the Upper East Side. If I want to go from if I get if someone hits me up, uh, like I have some buddies who are doctors who work at um, at uh, what is that one up there? Is it Columbia? Mount Sinai over there? Mount not Mount Sinai is at Cornell. I don't know. I always get Cornell in Columbia. Oh, on the West Side? On the no, on the East Side. On the east, it's on. Uh, it's on. Like a bunch of hospitals over there. Yeah, I don't know. They they get like subsidized housing up there. So anyway, they throw house parties and I have to take walk over to the six from the lower east side, take it up, walk all the way back east, and this is this will be a minor marginal improvement over that. <laughs> That's the best I could say.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sort of excited, but I'm now I'm looking at the map. Yeah, this some be interesting to see if it get, really gets utilized. Um, I don't know why they needed to go all the way downtown, though. I like, think uh, realistically, it could probably stop at like 14th Street.
0: Uh, I mean, it would be handy, like going down Second Avenue, because I I currently take the bus, the bus home from work, and I go over to Second Avenue, so I walk over there, take the bus down, and you know the, that, that bus, I'm only going like from roughly, you know, 34th Street to Houston. And uh, the bus runs pretty smoothly, but there are some days it gets traffic jammy, tra- traffic jammy, uh, it, and it would be nice if you're going underground and there's not really that many delays. But again, like it's, my my level of utility for this is is not very high, but I'm glad if some people can get some use out of it because yeah, that east, the, the east side subway lines are, are a mess. Yeah. I'm
1: excited. I'm really curious to see if they'll actually open on the on the date. On definitely, the, definitely not. Definitely December not. 30-ish. Not a chance. <laughs> and it's
0: only right. And then it's only thirty blocks. The part yeah. that's opening, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's not not a chance at And oh, and oh, and oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> that thirty blocks it is only like three different subway stops. There's three different stations that make up that, or I guess four. That make up that thirty blocks. So yeah, man, it
1: is. It has been a nightmare for businesses the <laughs> up there. They, oh yeah, they they've been complaining so much.
0: Right, because of all the construction, like even though it's underground, they they have to like block off certain parts of the street. Um, right.
1: Yeah, it, it's a mess up there. Like I was um, actually because one of my I do the coaching on the ba- of basketball, so I'm up there. on the weekends Um, i mean and i was out there yesterday for a meeting and i was at 86th street they were working yesterday like 11 in the morning like they're really they're really pushing to
0: try and get this thing done oh yeah if they're working on the weekends that yeah yeah. so we'll see yeah it'd be a grand unveiling mayor de blasio yeah some some piece of plaster is going to fall down from the ceiling take out a reporter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man that would be terrible yeah there's gonna be some oh there's gonna be rats at that press conference too oh there's, the rat, there's rat, rats rats, rats, are gonna, rats are can't wait the rat rat community can't wait for this to open <laughs> <The> <laughs> rat community. Kids, kids dropping slices of pizza new like new rain puddles are gonna be forming the, the cracks in the plaster. <laughs> what? I I, yeah, I don't know what kind of picture I'm painting there. It's like something out of like Watchmen or something. Okay, it won't, okay, it won't be. It probably won't be that bad. So let's let's keep it. let's let's stay with the positivity. That's right. Talking, <laughs> good diet, good diet, good diet. <laughs> um. All right, let's let's move on. Um, so, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna leapfrog. Let's let's get right into the TV segment because um, we had um, one of my favorite shows, and I, I think one of your favorite new shows as well. Um, Atlanta, Donald Glover's Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's great. Uh, just ended its uh, its first season this week. Uh, with an episode called The, the Jacket. Uh, it's, it's gonna be some minor spoilers here. Or, or I guess full spoilers since the season's over. It's been over for a few days. Um, you know, I actually edited out because like, last week's episode we got into some heavy Walking Dead comic series spoilers. oh yeah because i just asked you yeah tell me everything everything. yeah (laughs) and i did and i was like uh i mean you know the spoiler rules like it's something that does sort of annoy me because look uh, you know there's people who haven't seen the wire and so but it ended almost 10 years ago so do you really need to say spoiler alert no not for that but then okay, if you don't, then what's the cutoff? Like is there an official cutoff? Is eight years is fine, but then what? Six months isn't? Like the the um, Walking Dead comics, like the, the stuff I was spoiling last week. It's all it, out it, there. It, the
1: information is there.
0: It's out there and it's been out for at this point, I mean, a couple of years, like. Like the spoilers I was getting into. Right. Happened happened like last year or the year before. But anyway, out of out of out of an abundance of caution, I did edit it out. But anyway, there's going to be Atlanta spoilers here. We're going at any point. Um, so the la- it ended on sort of a sort of a chill note, which is to be expected. But I I really like the use of music in that episode and, and how they ended it. They end the last scene was um, Ern uh, on a long walk from um, from Van's apartment. Is his, his girlfriend baby mama? Uh, back to his um what what we find out is um uh oh fuck, what do you call this the rental space uh, room? Like storage, you- storage 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 space. storage space uh where he was living it turned out and it's interesting that because i guess they never really showed where he was technically living throughout the whole series you know, until yeah, that so moment
1: I, yeah and you start thinking back and then there was that weird uh, scene with that woman that they never really explained right, b- right before they went to that
0: Juneteenth party. Right. Right. Are like, oh, you coming and that, back tonight? And he's like, and he's, mm. he's like uh, oh man, He's <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I've been through situations like that where. Jake's like, yeah. So we, we're gonna. When do you want to hang out again? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't worry about my life. Uh um, but yeah, that moment was crazy because like she picked him up to go to the Juneteenth party, and she had to pick him up from his like hookup spot. Right.
1: So she knew where he was. I mean, they obviously communicated about it.
0: Yeah. Um. But anyway, I just talking. I guess more. Um, more. Where are you moving around or something? What's going on? Oh, sorry for that. Oh, no, it's all right. Just That's some weird uh, scratching sounds again. Some- yeah, just I don't know. It sounded like you were like moving some a chair around. All right, whatever. Um, the uh, so just the overall, and I think we I mentioned this in, in an earlier episode, but like I just I love that someone as talented as Donald Glover and you know, who I think has like a really good deal of artistic integrity. It's great to see him get an opportunity to do like what he. wants, so clearly do what he wants and to make sure his voice comes through so clearly, like his artistic vision. Because you, the only way you get a weird show like this with so many weird elements is if the network really trusts someone. But also if you have like a really small team of like him, apparently his brother um, has also worked on the show, and just a really small crew who are on the same page and they're doing it on their own basically without too much uh, network interference and man i can't I, it was renewed for a second season and i can't wait because this is like one of the smartest shows i've seen in a while and i don't know like i i'm, I'm, I'm struggling to to come up with any other point to make other than it's fucking this is a fucking amazing show but <laughs> other than go watch it right away go watch it yeah
1: what are yeah, your thoughts um Well, just for this last episode, it was—you just kept waiting, you know. You just kept waiting for the payoff, and then it finally comes. Because I kept thinking, why is he so obsessed with this jacket? It's just a jacket, man. Yeah, you lost it. You lost it. Things things happen, but then you know, then you see why he, he was. Because of the key, I mean spoiler. Yeah. because he needed he needed
0: the key, and then like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Say yeah. say spoiler after you've already revealed the thing. <laughs> but there were like that whole scene with with the police just shooting. Oh shooting man, that guy. yeah, yeah. That was crazy. It's like
1: yeah, it, there's all these weird little things. I I just read something about the show too for um. Oh, well, there you go about, again with that reading. <laughs> about the weirdness. And and Donald Glover was basically just saying, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not overly weird. It's just the weirdness of everyday life. And it's like he really puts yeah. it into the show.
0: That's a great point.
1: And it's, yeah, it's nothing like completely out of this world. It's just these weird little things that everybody has sort of experienced, like something strange like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Like he's. He's trying to get the the jacket back from the driver. The guy's like, um, "I'll drop it off. And give me fifty bucks." It's like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, but yeah, like, like like stupid stuff, like stupid little weird things like that happen to all of us. And the yeah. the, the, the characters are just like, are all wonderful, man. I love like what Darius cracks me up,
0: and right. All his <laughs> theories.
1: yeah, okay. yeah. But they're they're all so good, and it's, yeah. it's 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 a really small cast. Like everything about it is small. There's only a few locations, but like, yeah. The writing the writing is great.
0: Yeah, that that's a good point you bring up because like, there's how many moments in life where it's where you had a situation where it's like, if if you scripted this in a show, no one would believe it. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 just the phrase "truth is stranger than fiction."
1: Yeah, and they they really they just you know they do a great job of incorporating. That, <clears throat> excuse me, that everyday weirdness in, into the show. I mean, and I can't, um, I guess people say it's uh, like a very, dang, um, like it has a good representation of Atlanta. I mean, that I can't speak up because I don't, I've never been, I, I really know nothing, but yeah. people say it does a good job of depicting, accurately depicting Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've, I've heard that as well. Um, so hopefully, let's see. That this started in September. I'm hoping that it'll. It did get. It did get picked up for a second season, but our man Donald Glover, who's apparently his former, his Twitter, his initial Twitter name was Don Glover. So at Don Glover, but he he changed it because if you read it a certain way, it looks like Dong Lover. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point, because he's a comedian, like he was kind of liked it because it was so right. silly. But eventually, he did change it because like, I guess he was getting like just too much shit from it. Dong Lover, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, oh, and the the other thing I liked from this this last episode was um, the use of uh, elevators. The uh, the Outcast track,
1: yeah, yeah. At the,
0: at the end, and I was like, oh shit, because I was looking at, I was looking at the time, um, like the the minute count, and I was like, oh shit, there's like there's like four minutes left in this show. They they might just play the whole elevators. Like, that was when oh, he
1: was walking to to that's the when he was walking yeah, yeah to the
0: storage space. I was like, fuck yeah, because no show really plays like a whole song all the way through and you know that that's fine but like how cool is it and also one of the best outcast songs period mm-hmm. and like to, to end the series where you know from a, a behind the scenes level there it's clear that they able to, to just do whatever they want and like to just do a show where yeah fuck it i'm gonna end like the full outcast song they didn't play the full song but they did play andre's full first verse yeah um and then you know most of the book and stuff, but um, but it was still fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, the show, and I. Even though it's like, it doesn't necessarily like really follow Paper Boys, like managing you know rise. Um, yeah. it sort of came back at the end when he gave him the money for the for managing. It's like, right. oh, that's right, Ern is right. actually like,
0: doing stuff. Right. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, that's yeah. He is put, <laughs> he's putting up with a lot of crap. Did you have it like? Do you, what's what's your ballpark on how much money that was that he gave him? Because mm. it was sort of like a rolled up knot, and then at the very end, it showed that he had kept, I think, two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. Right. So, but it looked like he and he gave Van uh, the rest, um, to, you know, to help out with their kid and stuff. But and it looked like he gave her a substantial amount. So, if it's all hundreds in that knot, like that could have been like. Three, three thousand, two thousand.
1: That's my guess. I, I don't think it's. I was thinking at the at the very you know at the most like five thousand dollars. Right. But yeah, that's good. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm. really interested to see where they're gonna go in this for the second season.
0: Yeah. Also, the the one the one critique, and this is, this is fairly minor, and actually, it's a critique, coupled with. I kind of love that they did it this way but in the first episode one of their crew shot somebody (laughs) and then in the second episode they're in two of them are in jail presumably because of that no it was because of that because the cops are investigating they both get bailed out and then it's never mentioned again. Is that or did didn't, they? Because I know, think. I definitely know they didn't show any scenes with them, like calling up lawyers or even talking to like a public defender or anything. Like, mm. I don't know what happened there. I think,
1: mm, I think maybe it was mentioned briefly again.
0: Uh... Listen, listeners, write, right in if if there's any <laughs> if there's any nerds out there who are like, oh my god, all you, oh, you claim you're a fan of the show, you didn't even. And actually, I, I am kind of fucked up for claiming I'm a fan of the show. No, I'm not. But I, there is one episode that I missed. I still haven't watched the solo episode where it's just Van. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't seen that one, but I plan to get to it soon.
1: Um, and, oh, and there's also that where um, Paperboy was wanted for the assault and robbery.
0: Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that... I don't know if like if there's a if and i'm this pure speculation but if uh if donald glover's point there is it's intentional to not address that because in with some people maybe it's it's so you know having charges on you going on in the background is so normalized that it's not even worth addressing or it's not worth it's not worth making that like a highlight of a series because you know in most shows you know the whole season would would address like the fallout from that but right but for if you know for for whatever reasons you know I, which this is a larger sort of socio-political discussion but people have charges on them and going on the background and they you know they go to jail and it's not it's like you don't want to make that the focus of your life or you don't want that to fuck up your life because it's just kind of taken as a given and you just deal with it I, I don't know. That's that's just my speculation. It's my artistic I like that. interpretation. I like,
1: that. Uh, I like that interpretation of it. Uh, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe that's what his intent was. It maybe could he'll be. say it in an interview.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I yeah, and I kind of I kind of like that. He kind of leaves things not like, so explicit, explicitly clarified, and we still don't know what happened with that dog. That, that Darius traded up. Oh, they got traded up. they're going to get their money. The second season premiere is going to be like Darius, Darius at that guy's place like with that guy like like rolling out a bunch of 100 dollar bills and Darius with a, a big goofy grin on his face and Ern kind of looking over at him like kind of like salty. <laughs>
1: oh the only, you know what i was disappointed we didn't get more i i don't know the actor's name um clay davis man Ern's father oh that's right only yeah. in there for that one episode
0: yeah yeah no, he was great he was great in that see he was like yeah damn that's pretty hardcore that like turning him away no you can't stay here no you can't right. even come in and apparently he went to princeton which is and he dropped out which is only mentioned in like a couple episodes what yeah, D- Ern Ern's character went to Princeton. Where'd you get that from? Oh, that's mentioned in the first episode, really, yeah, yeah, again, you see it's like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like an offhanded comment, but like yeah, he would I think it's when he's sort of in an argument with uh with Van, they talk about um how he he dropped out of Princeton, and she was kind of upset about that. Huh. They, don't, they don't explain why or really get into it. And then, then in the Juneteenth episode, that's why that woman who invited Van uh, did mention, like, oh, and here's your Ivy League hubby or something like that. Mm,
1: okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I did not realize that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, great can't wait. Oh, but the, that's what I was going to say. The one potential complication is that Donald Glover was just cast as a... Lando. Um, Lando. Lando Calrissian. <laughs> so, I don't know. So that Han Solo movie, I believe, is planned for 2018. And I think this, the new Star Wars series is on a schedule where the official storyline movies, like uh, episode so seven, eight, and nine are going to be on 2015, 2017, and 2019, and then in the inter intervening years is when they do these sort of like larger universe stories. That's so that's why oh, okay. this year we're getting Rogue One, which is a prequel to Episode Four, um, and then I believe 2018 is when we get the Han Solo origin movie, um, which will which will cast, uh, which has uh, Donald Glover as, as Lando Calrissian, a young yet Lando Calrissian. Um, but that would mean that they'll need to be filming it probably mid-2017, if it's scheduled for if it's scheduled for December 2018. Yeah, they, they would need to film probably next summer, which I would guess is when they plan to film Atlanta season two, if it's gonna be coming out in September. So I, I don't know. I think it's gonna mess with the schedule. Of the show,
1: of the Atlanta filming, yeah. Um, well, I guess it depends how how large of a role Lando is, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I guess there's also the possibility that I mean, um, you know, Donald Glover. There was that one episode that Donald Glover wasn't even in, um, where Paperboy is being interviewed on that
1: uh, oh, TV right. show.
0: So he doesn't necessarily need to be
1: in every episode. <clears throat> That's true, and there was there was that one. He was hardly in the band. One, he was just in briefly, right? Like I think he said hi. Like was playing with the baby,
0: right? Hmm. Hmm. So, what is Rogue One? So, Rogue One is, and uh, it's uh, there shouldn't be any concern about spoilers here because the movie's not out. Uh, uh, But it's about so. If you recall, in Episode Four, uh, *A New Hope*, um, which is the first Star Wars movie released in 1977, um, the there is a there's a brief mention as they're planning to, to go attack the the Death Star. Uh, so Luke and them are getting set it up. They have a meeting with the Rebel Alliance where they say, um, I, and I believe it's just like one line where it's like a lot of good people gave their lives to get these plans, and they had the the blueprint for the the Death Star, so Rogue One is the story of how these people got those blueprints.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright, well, it looks pretty cool. I've seen a couple of those previews.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not as into it as I was, like, for The Force Awakens, but, and I'm not not a huge Star Wars fan, but I, I definitely know, like, you know, a fair bit about the, you know, that, that world. Um, and it's, it's pretty good. I don't know. So uh, the dude, uh, what's that guy's name? The guy from IP man, uh, Donnie, Donny Ewan is, uh-huh. is in it and Ben Mendelssohn is in it. dude from um, he's in bloodlines. Did you watch that series? On no,
1: never watched it, but I liked him a lot.
0: It's pretty good. He's really good in that series. He's a bad guy. Uh, in Bloodlines? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Not really. Sort of. I don't know. I don't want to. Don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> Apparently. Wow. Yeah, I, know, I know how much you love spoilers, but. <laughs> uh, actually, I mean, I would, I would actually tell you, but I, I didn't watch the full series. I only saw like the first five episodes. Um, oh, okay. So, um, anyway, um, I think let's move into our sports segment, unless you have anything else, uh, on Atlanta
1: or Star mm, Wars
0: No, no on star Wars. <laughs> or, star, or Star Trek while we're, while we're at it, <laughs> anything star related. Anything with start yet? Anything, Orion? Any constellation uh, news you have? Uh, no, I do not <laughs> have any constellations. If there's any new constellations that have been discovered in the past week? Not that I know of. Okay. Okay. Um, so, as we always do, let's kick off their sports segment with a discussion of the Ohio State football game from last night. They played, t- was it 10th ranked? Nebraska, yeah, and um, the the phrase "ass whooping" gets tossed around a lot uh, these days. Um, the phrase um, "beat him to the white meat" doesn't get used. Um, what? Maybe as a I heard that you That's never real? heard you never heard "beat him to the white meat." No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, clearly you never have been to Atlanta.
1: <laughs> I can't beat them to the white meat.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the, the implication there is like you beat someone so bad that their bones are showing. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, bones aren't meat, strictly speaking, but I guess, you know, they are organic material. So it still sort of works. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I can't believe you never heard that. Never. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well. Learn
1: something new every day, I guess. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> I would say either or both of those terms could be accurately deployed uh, to describe what OSU did to Nebraska in Columbus, Ohio last night. Yeah, it's wonderful. It was. It was. It's because it's been a while since we got like a classic Jim Trestle beat style beat down um, of, of of a good team and I'll you know I'll say Nebraska probably deserved their number 10 ranking um but they're they're not gonna be number 10 probably uh, not not ever again this season after that um no
1: I don't see that happening that was a good victory the offense finally looked in sync. Yeah, I was happy about that. Curtis Samuels was, you know, running loose. Yep. Um, they, everything was just complete turnaround. It was like we were playing Oklahoma again.
0: Yeah, but but better.
1: Yeah, so it's good. It's good time to be playing that well. You know, we gotta we got we just Michigan and Michigan State, right?
0: No, there's uh, I believe there's Maryland. Somebody in there. Maryland is next week. Oh gosh, Maryland. Yeah. So yeah, basically like another bye week.
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, you know, of course, like and it's interesting because you know I and I, this is pure speculation, but I think that you know Harbaugh definitely has us uh, in 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 with with his binoculars over is is looking through <laughs> looking through binoculars through his Woody Hayes tribute specs. Um, <laughs> He's looking over at Columbus, and he's like, that's why he's been running up the score on every game. And so he beat, they beat, Michigan beat Maryland yesterday, I believe, like 50-something to three. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, for us to run up the score like that on, I mean, we did put in uh, the second-string quarterback, who I guess next year will be the starting quarterback. And his completion, he was six for six on, uh, on, on passing, so I was looking. At, I was looking into this dude. He's from he's from a city in Ohio called the Plains. You ever heard of that?
1: Um, the Plains.
0: That's the name of the city.
1: No. Huh. No, I never heard of the Plains.
0: Yeah. Actually, let me let me look it up. what So I don't. Mean, what, what were your general impressions? I mean, you you gave sort of a top level one. Well, <clears throat> I'm happy. Mollie, Mollie mean, the, the defense
1: is continues to look strong. Um, they're young, but the, they look better and better each week too. Um, the offense—we finally got some deep balls going, which I was happy to see because we have not had, really had much of a downfield passing game all year long. Um, so, so that was that was really nice. It seems like maybe they're getting in sync—the the receivers and and JT. Like at the beginning of the year, they looked good, but then they went through that stretch where, like, they just every, everything was like a little bit off. Um, but now it, it seems like um, everyone's on the same page, and it couldn't be happening at a better time of the year, really.
0: Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, this is crucial crucial time. I mean, our our two, you know, Michigan State hasn't been great this year, but they always they always step it up for for uh, for their game with us. And of course, Michigan. And this year's game is at. Was it in Michigan? Uh it's in it's in Columbus. It is in Columbus. Okay. Yeah. Are you gonna go? Um. Uh, no.
1: Um. I mean, no. What am I? Why am I debating it? No, i not. I don't have to take it. I mean, you can get you can get tickets on you can always get tickets on StubHub, but yeah, I don't feel like paying a thousand dollars to go watch that game.
0: No, you don't. You don't have anything better to spend thousand dollars on.
1: <laughs> I wonder what the I mean. I guess I could we could just look it up right now, but you can probably get like a oh the StubHub prices a high level seat maybe it's like eight hundred dollars, but way at the top probably right now. Here, I'll take a look.
0: I'll take a quick look. Also, as I'm looking at this, watch me multitask. Watch me whip. Watch me nay nay. Um, <laughs> uh, I look the Plains, Ohio. Uh, the Plains. So this is from Wikipedia. Uh, the Plains originally referred to the local region where mound builders lived and built their signature Indian burial mounds.
1: Oh, Plain City.
0: Is that what? Plain City is a place. This is saying it's called. It's in Athens County.
1: Oh, it's in Athens.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. Man, I mean, I know about those those uh those mounds. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I think in maybe middle school we took a trip to uh to some Indian burial ground thing.
1: Yeah, there's a couple um. I think I think part of it's even called like I mean, I don't know if that's real if it's actually called Mound City I don't think it is but um, it's like serpent mounds there's a bunch of burial mounds they're pretty cool
0: um, yeah well that's where our new starting quarterback uh, is from they don't have um, from what I from what I can remember uh, a very substantial Football. Um, see, this is this is me getting caught up in, in my in my overreach of trying to do three things at once on the internet while also hosting a podcast. <laughs> I try I try to talk about this guy. I didn't even have time to look up his name because I'm doing all this other shit. Um, talk about the city in Ohio that I barely know about. Didn't know about it until this morning. Yeah, um, I'm and I'm gonna... also looking up prices on StubHub. So. The cheapest seats you can get on StubHub are $235. Oh, okay. And they go all the way up to $1,600. Yeah. It's probably better
1: to just stay home and watch if you're going to sit way up
0: there. Probably. 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 Um, but that leads us to our next segment. And this is the one that I wanted to get to last week but did not get around to. And uh, basically, so we, as we saw so um, Oklahoma City Thunder played the Golden State Warriors early this week on, on this past Thursday. We know I think we anyone listening to this probably knows about the background there, so we don't need to get too deep into it. Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant apparently have like some kind of one-sided beef. <laughs> Doesn't seem like Kevin Durant really gives it like really wants it to be over, and Russell is like really engaged with it. So he wore the um. What, what can you describe what he why he was wearing that outfit? Because I, I I still don't know what, what was going on there.
1: Well, they they say it was like a shot at that Kevin Durant because he came in. Well, Russell was wearing his white jeans and of
0: course, of course. <laughs> I, think to head,
1: pretty, I think they were pretty tight. Yeah. yeah, they were probably uh. they were probably ripped somewhere, uh. <laughs> and I think he had a bandana. Like his whole outfit was—he <laughs> was, was doing a lot. But that's
0: him. <laughs> that's what he does. That is what he does.
1: Um, and then he had on the official photographer like vest. That's just right. like this uh, orange visibility vest, right? And so one of Kevin Durant's hobbies is photography, and he uh, was even an official photographer at um, this past year's Super Bowl. Oh, okay. And he was, and so people are saying he was taking shots when he wore that vest, and he did. He was listening. I don't know what he was listening to, but he like did a little dance when he came in too.
0: <laughs> Ruffle. I mean, knowing him, he's probably listening to that dram featuring little yachty broccoli <laughs> probably i hear that's a good song i'm gonna listen to it but it, it is it is growing on
1: me yeah um but yeah and then they went out
0: and killed them well, I yeah, mean, oh, the yeah warrior, uh, warriors yeah um but you know that's that's some good pettiness um some high quality trolling uh and it's good to see that from uh from anybody really but uh from from muscle, Westbrook <laughs> but, but the reason why this guy was, I, I say all that to say this um good diet good diet the the uh, I've always wondered because I've never really I've never played any sports at any sort of considerable level um think like you have some experience doing it in in various official capacities. And you've been on courts and in, in good, com- like, serious competition. And I do always wonder, like, what is the level of shit-talking that players on the court who can't, you know, can't necessarily hear them when on, on TV, um, you know, the mics on NFL games and basketball games pick up some of the court talk. But, you know, you have these stories about Kevin Garnett uh, who apparently used to say, and Jordan too, actually say all kinds of really wild shit to the players, like sort of under yeah. their breath, but loud enough that the, the opposing players could hear. And then also like in a, in a football scrum, you know, where it's really aggressive and you're really trying to mess with other people's heads and people talk about trying to get in uh, to players like Odell Beckham Jr. Like get in his head. And I guess what I'm wondering, like, is the shit talking like basically constant throughout a game? Uh, speak to that. Speak on that.
1: <laughs> Can you speak about? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, in my experience, it it's it's really it really depends on on the person and and the game. Um. I would say it's definitely there. It, you know, different personalities talk more, and it depends also on your relationship with that person that you're talking to. Like if Right, you know, if you if you know them or if you're guarding them, but yeah, in in basketball it's very easy to talk. Like the refs are gonna let you do it unless you start getting really out of control. Um, But it's 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 pretty constant. It's there the whole it's there
0: the whole time. Like what? Like what's an example of like some like yeah yeah fuck you? That's right. Yeah, indie indie (laughs) face indie face. Yeah, it's like it's real basic little
1: stuff like. Oh yeah, get that shit out of here! You block somebody's shot, um, you know, just little little stuff. Um, but but it builds, and I, I mean, I'm sure that it's far worse on the professional professional level. because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> at that point, you know, you've got all these ultra competitive people right. all playing against each other on, on the highest level possible, um, and you can really like. It, I've never played football, um, organized football. So right. I don't know. But, you know, you can definitely see, like, the cornerbacks talking a lot to the right receivers. You see that all the time. Really? Um, yeah. And I, I think I think it does happen. Like, I'm sure, like, if a, a big lineman gets a sack, he'll probably say something to the quarterback. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good. I mean, Kevin Garnett talked a lot of trash. Larry Bird, big trash talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Michael Jordan, big trash talker. You know, you just you're you're boosting yourself. Some people like fuel off of it. Like Gary Payton was notorious. He was oh yeah, yapping all day, all game long. Would just be in somebody's ear. Um, I mean, that was him. He that was when even he's even talking to Jordan, and then Jordan turned it on and killed him. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. it, it's like if. It, and you know, it for some people it really works. Like some people, you can get, you can take somebody out of the game. You can get in their head, and you can completely throw them off of their game. With it. If they're, you know, they're trying too hard to retaliate or whatnot, or if they want to start trying to talk trash, or you want to prove them wrong. It can, you know, it's just all part of part of the bigger, bigger battle. I guess it's just yeah. a little tactic that you can use to get any to get a type of advantage over someone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing I wonder, and you know, mostly because I'm ridiculously out of shape, is that you know, it's to to be talking like that regularly, like while you're also like you know, at some case running at the full sprint and doing all this, and like your brain has to be focusing on like all kinds of like minutia that you have to get right, otherwise you're gonna get beat. It seems like. That's adding that extra level of like coming up with insults and and literally even even just using the breath, the energy that it expands expands to to talk. When you're playing at that level, like every little bit of every little detail matters, and so like it it surprises me. I mean, I know these guys are in great shape, but like still like like a lineman who's like right. you know especially against like a hurry-up offense or something like. Yeah, man, they're already exhausted, and then you're gonna like, you know, come up with some like creative way of insulting, you know, <laughs> pro- pro- procreating with his mother, his mother, or denigrating his 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 heritage, or all the hours in the gym as a, as a middle schooler. <laughs> all, we're all for naught. <laughs> I mean,
1: I th- I think. I think you have a different idea about what type of <laughs> trash is being talked. That like that people are really like coming up with clever stuff. It's <laughs> most of the time it's real basic. Okay, yeah. It's like usually a lot of it is performance based, you know, like on the on you know whatever just happened on the play, or you know like oh you're not going to catch a ball all night. I told you they should stop going to you. You know (laughs) stuff like yeah. You know most of it is is like that, and I and I don't know this for sure, but I could easily see like professional athletes even um, like making comments about someone's contract. Like if, if, they, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. like, a like a Moz golf, somebody could talk trash about him. Oh, getting yeah. paid oh, he's his a great, whatever, a hundred million dollars. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like he's a great <laughs> candidate for that. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's, it's, and it's not a constant chatter. It's, it's on and off. Um, but you're right. I mean, this, I'll, a lot more to focus on than just talking trash. There's so much happening in these games. Yeah. Like you, you do have to be mentally focused. But that's that's why it's so good if you're if if you are effective then you can take somebody out of their mental space out right. of their, out of that focus out and of then the they focus. start making yeah. mistakes. Yeah. And then you gain the advantage. So it, it you know, it it can definitely be, be used effectively, you know, if you can do it effectively. But some people they just like to talk, you know.
0: They like yeah. to give themselves talk. Yeah, yeah, just like personality, <laughs> personality like man, can you imagine spending like a chill Saturday afternoon with Kevin Garnett like <laughs> I'm sure he's like he, he strikes me as someone who's probably very intelligent and like has a lot of interesting stuff to say about, you know, probably any topic. Like I would put him like like I mean Ray Allen has the reputation of being super intelligent. Uh um, right. But I definitely put KG up there as well. Just because of, like, the, the skill it would take to crap. Like, I mean, he's the maybe the most notorious for this sort of thing. The shit talking. And he comes up with the stuff that leaks that he said is, like, so it's pretty fucked up. But also, like, I could totally, like, it's it seems like a pretty efficient way of getting someone's to de- getting into someone's head as quickly as possible.
1: <laughs> yes. Like some of these guys do and that make, it, make it very personal. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, at, at that, at that point they start, you know, you start, they probably all know a lot of the same people as well. I right. Mean, everyone has their own private network, you know, your own personal network of people. But like, once you make it to the NBA and if you're, you know, if, if they're in your generation, you know your peers. You've been, you've probably seen this kid play against oh, this yeah. kid, like your totally. whole life. Like, totally. Yeah, like these, these guys now, like the, um, like all these young kids like Carl Anthony Towns, and all these, all those guys that have been there the, like past five years, come out. They've they've all known each other since they were like fourteen years old. Right. Played against each other. So I mean, maybe it's worn off, but yeah. You know, but they, they're they more likely to come up with, like, the personal ones.
0: You know, very personalized. Right. <laughs> right. But, I mean, if they're sort of, like... I, I can't imagine too many of these people have, like, real beef with each other. Like, But, like, the shit that KG said to, to Mello, like, that is, like... To where, like, Mello, like... <clears throat> I guess famously... I guess I should give a little background on, on this. Um, uh, Kevin Garnett basically said that... Uh, he said to Carmelo Anthony during a game that Carmelo Anthony's wife, um, who's a celebrity in her own right, uh, goes by the name Lala, that she tasted like Cheerios, which implies that not only has Kevin Garnett been intimate with Lala or knows people firsthand who have been intimate with her, uh, but that there's a very particular quality about certain sexual organ that um that he finds uh this is getting way too dirty so i'm gonna wow. stop but <laughs> but the point is that that got into mellow's head to the point where like not only did they almost get in a fight on court but he waited for kg to come out of a locker room he like like he was going to do something to him <laughs> With like tons of cameras around, and like also the fact that you're like an international celebrity, and like, what are you gonna like? What? what, what I mean, I look. I get being angry. I understand. That's that's a horrible thing that that KG said. It was uh, terrible. But like, you have to have some. If you're in the public eye like that, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna fight him? Like seriously? Are you gonna fight him? Because <laughs> the other thing is like, I don't think it's a given that Melo could have like. Like K KG, G's got like at least a couple of inches on him, and he, he's got the size and he's got the crazy. He's got, definitely got the crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. because like, I think KG, KG, and also he's not going to back down. Like, if Melo starts it, he's not going to back down. I mean, there are rumors that he only really talks shit to like people he thinks are soft, but I don't see him backing down from Melo No, I don't see him doing that at all.
1: Either. No way. Yeah. But but yeah, see that's but but see it worked. He got so upset. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he's, it did. he's probably terrible the rest of the game. Yeah. He's thinking about that, just angry about it, you know? Yeah. Success. Kevin Kevin yeah. on that, won win. that one.
0: Win win. I mean <laughs> I hope he I hope he has a good set of friends because like if you're that much of an asshole, not that easy to make new friends. <laughs> but you know I, he's 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 doing all right. He's in he's in Best Buy and Beats commercials, so I think he's all right. Um. So let's move into what uh, what people are saying is uh, is their favorite segment of the show. Oh yeah. Uh I mean probably. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the conspiracy segment. So this week's conspiracy involves sporting uh u.s sporting in particular and u.s sporting over the past mm, two three years in particular and the i'll give you the broad strokes on this and i will use an example to illustrate it and that example is the recent world series uh 2016 world series which ended in a an amazing game seven. Did you watch game seven, by the way? Um,
1: no, I read about it the next day. I I was keeping tabs on it, and then when the Cubs went up like five to one, I just stopped paying attention. Right. And then uh-huh. I, yeah, and then I woke up, and it was an amazing game, and I felt a little bad about myself. But.
0: Yeah, I uh, I mean, like I I mean, I guess of the big four sports, uh, baseball is number three. Um, obviously hockey number 1 um but i i was like i've been sort of following this i mean yeah so i've been following it and i watched um i did watch up until i watched up until the rain delay, uh of game 7 and the rain delay came in it started i think it was around midnight or shortly thereafter and i was like oh shit like this could go for any length of time and i know with baseball because there's I don't know. Like maybe it's just a historical artifact, but like I knew that like they're playing that game that night, even if it goes till five in the morning. Like they're gonna finish it. And there's no like postponing it, um, like they would in like tennis, for instance. Um, they'll just play the next day, um, and that's sort of built into their schedules and, and everything. But um, but no, it was great. And as a non-baseball fan, I was getting caught up in the mood. I thought it was great. Uh, I watched the clips of like the last out. Um, good storyline uh, and everything. Now, couple that with this year's NBA final, and oh, also uh, the World Series featured a team that came down f- uh, from three-one to win it, as did the NBA final, um, yeah. which, which included which which featured you know probably the two most the two biggest teams in the league I don't, I don't there's no real perfect metric of measuring that but let's just say the teams featuring the two biggest stars of the league Le- LeBron and Cleveland and Steph Curry in uh, in Golden State and mm-hmm. came down to, day, to game seven with I mean we watched it together like amazing plays it was an amazing game seven Um, like storybook ending and that's that's the phrase, and the, and 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 I guess I'll 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 throw in the Super Bowl there uh, to a similar degree, and the Super Bowl for me is more more of uh, the storyline, the competing storylines, like the NFL. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with this, but some people use the NFL to draw an analogy to it being sort of a microcosm of of various social issues that are going on in the U.S., like very serious ones, um, with uh, racial politics. Uh, Gender politics um, and this sort of thing and so to have a team led by um, Cam Newton who is, you know of braggadocious uh, young very talented black man and uh, Sort of an old uh, and uh, competing against the Broncos led by sort of old-school Papa John's pizza franchise owner um, likely Republican <laughs> uh, uh, and Peyton Manning. Oh, you know he's a fucking Republican. Papa John is a Republican. He's he's out. But anyway, I don't want to get that on that is true. Um, the fact to be playing uh, at in the Super Bowl. Like these are these are storylines. Like and that that are very attractive. And some might say couldn't have been scripted better. Ooh. And are so unlike, like so unlikely that a team would come in. The NBA Finals so unlikely that a team would come down or come back to win from down three one that perhaps they were maybe nudged in a certain direction at various points throughout the season and the final in order to great to, to achieve that story, <laughs> storybook ending and uh, maybe uh, get uh, higher ratings higher TV ratings which would lead to more advertising dollars both this year and down the line when they're doing renewing new contracts with TV providers and that is the conspiracy that that and I'm not saying that this is the case to be clear to be careful but it 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 is it is very surprising that when the, i guess that that these things happen like in such a perfect seemingly perfect way with the teams that were involved in the finals and the way they they went like the way they ended mm. storybook storybook endings okay so what is your take on all of that um uh, i'm not going
1: to put it past any of these i think um out of the you know those three that you mentioned probably the hardest one to Really fix or have any impact on would be baseball. Okay. I well, hmm, guess not true because that home plate umpire, right?
0: Right, and they so you're, you're referring you're referring to how the league would influence these games and,
1: and right. Totally, so I would guess come the umpires could, right? Mm. Yeah. Baseball's probably the hardest because baseball like would skating, be the hardest. Yeah. yeah. Like basketball, you could easily do it. I mean, what's his name? Donaghy yeah. was
0: there. Was a, there was a yeah where it certain games were being fixed like that's that's on the record now they they say it was a one bad apple one bad rogue outlier just to give some background tim donaghy was an official in in the nba who um was betting on games and also fixing the games and was uh arrested and served time in prison for this um but then wrote a book and also gave several interviews where he said Basically, yeah, yeah, some games are fixed in the, in the playoffs.
1: I mean, Mark Mark Cuban is a big proponent of that. He feels
0: like who who did they play against?
1: That one, that one thing. Oh, it was the finals. The, the was uh, it that Western Conference Finals.
0: Well, he was. He I think he had an issue. Well, okay, maybe I I, I don't know about that, but I, I was thinking of the um the actual finals in two thousand six against Miami.
1: Yes yes he's convinced that that was fixed right um which he you know that one was that was, was that where dwayne wade was basically going to the free throw line like
0: every other play yep <laughs> that's the one and i, I will say, say the tim Donaghy scandal hit in 2007 that final was in 2006 just saying yeah
1: you're right you're right about that um I mean, you know, he could anybody could be doing it. He was. I think, what did Donaghy say that he was just doing it to affect the point spreads,
0: right? Yeah, he was doing it to affect the point spreads, but also he was saying that specifically in I was it was it the Western Conference Finals, where Sacramento was playing the Lakers.
1: Yeah, Sacramento Uh, should have won that series. That was a great series.
0: Yeah, where Sac. I think it was a game six that he's like, yeah, it's clear that the refs. Weren't gonna let the Kings win this because it. Right. I believe the Kings were up three, three two at that point, and it was Game Six in Sacramento uh, that the Lakers won, and then they won the next game.
1: Yeah, but it you know it makes sense. They, these these are their marquee, you know, these are their their marquee athletes. They want them in the spotlight. They want them playing as long as possible. Um. I mean, for the, for the, I think for the NBA, not much had to be done to get both teams there. You mean the Cavs the and
0: the Cavs and the Warriors? Yeah. Like I don't. Because you know. think that like they're, yeah. I mean, in that case, yeah. The, those both those teams are so talented that getting to the finals is one thing, but then the way the finals played out.
1: Right. I mean, a, there's a lot of talk. I mean, the uh, the the nut punch. The, the one-game right. suspension for the nut punch in the turnaround right. whole series. Right. Um, and then the, the other one, I don't... Hmm. Football, I think, is harder, too.
0: I mean, the, I've heard a, a saying about football, which is that, like, if the refs wanted to, they could probably find a way to, to call holding on every play. So, True.
1: I, I mean, you probably... Yeah, probably could.
0: Um, I mean, so then, I mean, I, that that gives them a fair bit of latitude, um, potentially to, to potentially affect an outcome, especially on if it's on like a key play, like maybe like a fourth, you know, a fourth and three, where they go for it and there's a holding call and they don't make it, but then there's a holding call and they get the first down or something to you know X team. Um,
1: right. I mean, even even just with the. Um with the spot of the ball.
0: I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I should say, like... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I should say that even... I bring this up only sort of as food for thought. Like, I don't necessarily believe in this, but I will say that just understanding how much money is involved with these leagues and understanding human nature... I think i mean it's 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 impossible for me to i would say it would be impossible to say that these leagues are completely clean at at whatever level you want to look at it like from the players on the field to management to ownership it's Mm. because no no institution is clean um and you know uh, the uh, you know that uh, I say that to say like that doesn't mean that like when they find something corruption or something going on they you know they'll go after it. I mean, in most cases, if it makes it to the press, but <laughs> you know, what about like? And this and this is actually sort of another point that and I wanted to pull up a quote. Um, a buddy of mine and I were texting yesterday, just sort of chatting and we were talking about like, um, do you know the Cormac McCarthy book, The Road? Yeah. Um, so we were talking about like various dystopias that might uh, arise if a certain person gets elected as president. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so he was sending me uh, various Cormac McCarthy quotes. Um, and one of them uh, was pretty good um, oh here it is great so this is the quote um, you never know what worse luck your bad luck has saved you from hmm. um, which means, like you know and the, and this is and this is like it, I, you know we don't need to get into politics that much but basically like you know th- things can always get worse and like as bad as things seem it can always, always, always get worse. Life can always get worse. And so you need you need to take care of yourself, basically. Take that that's sort of the larger message. But my my, my
1: given out life
0: life messages dude,
1: now.
0: Dude. <laughs> this is why we're not just a sports podcast. This is very versatile. Um, so my point is that, you know, as as good as it seems to have like you know, um, what is it, the the Cavs, the Cavs Thunder, or or, sorry, Cavs Warriors, or, you know, the Cubs in Cleveland, you know, how much, like, we're not considering, like, other storylines that maybe would have been better. Like, what if it was, like, the Yankees against the Cubs in the final? I don't know. I think that works with AL, NL. I'm not as good. I think the Cubs are NL.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't don't know baseball well enough to know if that's even possible.
0: But I'm 99% sure. So, yeah, so... Yeah, well, will just stipulate that that is true, but like, that's a cra- that's a great storyline too, because it's like the evil empire versus, you know, young up and coming, 108 years or whatever. So, as good as it was, there's probably always. My point is, as good as this storyline is, there's probably always another storyline that would be slightly better that the leagues would probably go towards if they could really choose, pick and choose. Oh, what storyline would you go for? Well, I mean, in football, say, like, I probably would have gone with, I mean, I think you have to have Peyton, like the, okay, so if you're designing the best storyline for this last football season, say, um, and um, I think you have to have Peyton in, in there since everyone knew he was probably retiring. Um, right, and then on the NFC side, I think you probably—I don't know—I mean, I think a rematch with the, the Seahawks would have been wait, yeah, a rematch with the Seahawks would have been marginally better storyline than playing Carolina, um, or you know, with having Aaron Rodgers in there, or, or Eli having the Giants uh, against uh, the Broncos in the Super Bowl, Manning versus Manning. That's—I mean, oh, that's a good one. Brother yeah, brother. yeah. So I think, you know, and this is like a, a broader point with conspiracies in general, is that people try to find patterns where they can just to make sense of the world. And that's something we do as humans. Um, it's sort of innate in us, um, because it was a survival mechanism. Um, you know, at a very base level. You want to find a pattern if if there's big animals with claws that are killing us we want to see a pattern there which is that big animals with claws can kill us so we should avoid them or figure out a way to kill them so so the people who you know natural selection would select the people who found this pattern and use it to their advantage and spread and, and procreate do you see? Am I am I like going way, sort of way going way off a, a field here? But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say you are.
1: <laughs> it all ties oh. in. It's
0: all it's all connected. The Bilderbergs, they're behind everything. Oh my god! <laughs> illuminati
1: Go You've got like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> got that str- string and pushpins everywhere. Spring, yeah, I got the, about that string and pushpin life. <laughs> you know, they know me at the string and pushpin store. I got, I got a loyalty loyalty rewards card. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Any of any final thoughts before we move on? I, I guess I, I, I'm not really. I don't have any answers to this. It's just I kind of. A, this is the thing. My view on conspiracies in general is like. I don't believe too many of them, but I do find them really entertaining and sort of just to think about, just to think about, it, I guess, really. Yeah, it definitely is
1: entertaining to think about. Nice, um, nice conspiracy theory can take you down a dark place on the internet sometimes. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, they're fun. They're fun. And, you know, sports-wise, um, I would say that You know they they probably try to get it as like the best matchups they can. You know they change official rules and and try to get things because they you know especially for the NBA like they don't want another um what was that San Antonio Detroit finals it was so (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's right (laughs) oh yeah greatest NBA finals
1: ever so yeah people and and you're right people want to create storylines they want they want their marquee athletes to, to. be around as long as possible. Right. In um, the NBA, it's, it's not as hard these days because there, there are a lot of big stars now and they're yeah. pretty spread out, I guess, or, or consolidated. So then, you know, they're going to be around. Yeah. Like, but um, in terms of any official capacity, I don't think so, but maybe, you know, maybe there's some Donaghy's out there still trying to, trying to influence yeah. outcomes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the Super Mario. You know who who that is? I don't. I don't know. I don't want to speculate here. Um, I just like calling that one referee Super Mario because of that one meme. Do you know what I'm talking about? Never mind. Super Mario. I'll I'll, I'll, look it up. I'll I'll, look it up. Oh god. Um, Okay, you can look it up. Um, Okay, so we have a little bit more time here. So yeah, I think we can. We're not going to be able to squeeze in that. Not one link I sent you yesterday, but um, I do want to get to the last topic. Um, which is completely shifting gears it's just about podcasting in general. Um, and you know you and I are both fans of mm-hmm. various podcasts. Uh, we have some in common that we that we like and I just wanted to talk a little bit about because I, I'm a huge fan and you know I, I'm I'm also very into music. And I live in New York, so I have a lot of time, say, on the subway, when I'm just sort of sitting around and just walking around the city. And, you know, I would assume if I had a car or was in a car driving place, like, I I honestly, like, probably 75% of my listening to stuff goes to podcasts, and a, the 25% is music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm heavy in these, these podcasting streets. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that's why I've been I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time, and it's you know it's fit in various ways I've tried here and there. I actually have even before I remember, even before podcasting was a thing. Um, I don't know if you remember real audio. Yeah, oh, real audio <laughs> from the yeah. very early days of the internet. Um, I once we finally got a computer at my at my house um, when I was in high school. Um, I was getting, I was so super into the internet, like back in the day, like oh my god, still am, love it. But like I was in those early days, and I came across Real Audio, and I actually recorded my own radio show. Man, I kind of want to find that. I hope it's, I recorded a um, basically a, like a mock radio show with some buddies in their garage, and then I uploaded it to Real Audio, Um, just like <laughs> basically what? not not. Yeah, I don't know if you knew these buddies of mine um, back in the day, but one of them was a neighbor of mine. And, uh, yeah, we were we went to his garage, recorded, like, a like a weird radio show, and I uploaded it to Real Audio. Damn, it might actually be online somewhere. Still, oh, fuck, that would be crazy. I'm going to try to find it maybe for, for next week's show. I'll play a little bit of it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that was me doing, like, a podcast back in the 90s. Um. So anyway, I just wanted to, to to shout out some of my favorite podcasts. I mean, the, these days I'm listening to um, I listen to Majority Port, the Majority Report with Sam Cedar, um, sort of a political comedy podcast. Uh, um, uh, obviously, we both know Filling the Lanes and, and Firestarters. Uh, right. Um, filling the lanes. No, it was, it was defunct now. Um, but it was a great sports and sort of social commentary podcast. Firestarter, also amazing podcast. Um, and it's funny. My, my, I just wanted to share the story of how I came across. I guess what led me to the to the Fire Starters was um, uh, Bomani Jones, uh, ESPN uh, writer reporter talking head he has his own radio show now he's on around the horn every now and then and um, this must have damn. this must have been 2010 because the um, it was the World Cup was going on oh, and wow. I I don't know if you remember I, th- I want to say Spain won um, the World Cup that year I think I think that's right or some some spanish-speaking country won and i I could definitely look it up very easily, but I just don't want to um, <laughs> <laughs> It's the beauty of podcasting folks uh, but i remember I remember he was on around the horn um like the next day after after the team had won, and there was a celebration, and one of the, the so they, the Spanish team was on a bus, and one of them dropped the trophy from the bus Oh, I remember that happening yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so on Around the Horn, they have, like, four different sports talk pundits just kind of talk about various things going on. And so they talk about that story. And Bomani started his uh, his thing with um, – uh, it's like some someone uh, – I guess the guy who dropped it gave, like, a, a response on Twitter or something. And, like, he's like, yeah, I don't really speak Spanish, but uh, I have to imagine that that was Spanish for uh, – what had happened was <laughs> – <laughs> See what? And I was dying. I was dying because it, it it took me by surprise. <laughs> um, and like Bomani is like one of the best, like sharpest, funniest like commentators. And so anyway, so I did a little some research on him. He turned out he had his own radio show. Um, uh, on a, I want to say like, I forget what the name is. Some random radio company. So anyway, I started listening to that. Um, from that, I found uh, Rod from the Black Eye Who Tips because uh, I believe Rod and Bomani are, they're, they're definitely friends. I don't know if they're related or not, but um, Rod used to call into that radio show. Um, oh. So he would call in uh, pretty much every day and, and then he was really funny too uh, on the show and they had like a really great rapport. So I looked into Rod Rod is running uh, his own podcast called The Black Guy Who Tips, um, which I started listening to that, another great show, um, and that, that Rod does with his wife to this day. And actually, I um, I don't listen to it as often as I, I'd like to, but they do a weekly recap of The Walking Dead, uh, oh, usually on, usually on Wednesdays. And uh, they also do that for Game of Thrones. And uh, it's great, great, really, like, hilarious. Those are my favorite episodes. Um, and from that um i believe it was i want to say trill and nick from the filling the lanes podcast guested on um guested on the black eye who tips and so from that those they were really funny and so from that i found their podcast filling the lanes and that's one where i actually I actually reached out to them and i was like hey you know it's a great podcast you know um just like kind of a breath of fresh air because of, like most sports podcasts suck and they, i don't know they don't suck but like they're just kind of boring and like it, it takes a lot to like it takes like a it's a certain skill to sort of like be funny and insightful and also be talking about sports i mean obviously you know the visceralist podcast does it the best um of all time
1: <laughs> of and we're only
0: five full five episodes in it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy that we got that award so early <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from that uh, I believe um, one of the members guested on the, the Firestarters and uh, those are like some uh, uh, three guys from DC who do sort of like a sport, sport pretty sports heavy but like general interest as well uh, and that's so that's how I, we, we got here um, and the, or I guess that's I would say that's how I got really into podcasting. Um, although, actually, fuck, I'm leaving out that um, the Ricky Gervais podcast was how I actually got started. And I think he was had the first really popular podcast that sort of brought, brought podcasting to light. And that was in 2005. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and that was a takeoff. Like, he did a radio show with his writing partner, Stephen Merchant, and this, this other guy, Carl Pilkington. And then they sort of left the radio station, but they still wanted to, to do their thing. And um and so they just started doing a podcast and it was a huge success like immediately because i mean he had, a, he had a pretty high profile at the time um but anyway i don't know this there's not really any angle to this i just like po- talking about podcasts so anyway I, st- I talked a lot so what are what are your thoughts i don't want to monopolize too much of this.
1: i definitely don't listen to it it's if-
0: I didn't realize that you listen to so many podcasts. Wait, sorry, um, sorry. Uh, say it again. You broke up just a little bit. I
1: definitely don't listen to as many as you. Okay. I only listen like I'm subscribed to a lot, uh-huh. um, but out of those ones that I'm subscribed, I really only listen to about four of them. Um, yeah. Like I listen, I listen to the Reed. Oh yeah. Um, Bodega Boys, we got. Um, <clears throat> I like the um, this writer for ESPN, Zach Lowe. He talks about oh the, yeah the, the NBA a lot yeah I listen to his um, generally just during the season not so much off season right but generally just during the season sometimes I'll listen to this one from NPR um, note to self they oh. can have some interesting things I've never heard of that uh, what's uh, the what's the scope on that it's generally like a lot of technology related and. Oh. Um, you know, how, uh, how we're interacting with technology. Most of it's, it's along that theme. Okay. Um, uh, and then Juan Epstein, but I haven't listened to Juan Epstein in a while. I used to really yeah. like their interviews. The, the interviews were what were great. Yeah. Um, like they had an amazing De La Soul interview. Russell Simmons interview was really good. He was on there. They had to break that one into like two episodes. That yeah. one was really good. I, I don't like it when it's just them talking.
0: <laughs> really, really, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think those are my favorites.
1: When it's just them,
0: yeah. They can be
1: okay, um, yeah. But I like their their interviews more. Right. Um, but I haven't actually haven't listened to that one in a really long time. Um, and no, and I listened to two point one seconds to madness.
0: Too. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I mm-hmm. haven't. I'm not super into college basketball, so that that's one done by. Couple of the 5 starter guys and another guy that um, I'm just blanking on his name. I it's it's good, cool. I mean, um, I'm sure if I was more into college basketball, I would uh, I would listen. But it's it's funny you mentioned the, the low post because you know he's an ESPN affiliated guy, so he gets access to like coaches and players. And I believe the most recent episode has him interviewing Nick Batum. Yeah, um, but that's the th- the thing and i guess why podcasts like you know firestarter and uh, filling the lanes are such a breath of fresh air is because when for espn podcasts when they especially like players are probably the worst but coaches too they're they're so concerned about saying something that could lead lead to like them getting in trouble that they're, they're and they're also so well coached and media trained that they don't really say anything that interest me typically mm-hmm. um, and it takes I think uh, I listen to Dan Lebitard's uh, show as well it's uh, four, he does four hours every day actually which is it's crazy Wow but um, he's really good at like sort of like I, I mean he has he has athletes on and you know they still try to give their stock dance answers and they usually succeed but he's also pretty good about asking things that sort of take them off guard but he does it specifically to get them to be honest and I think that's the thing is like and that's the thing that I find I'm responding to a lot in the podcast that I really like is just honesty Um, because you can tell when someone has an agenda or they're not being honest like sort of just on a like an innate instinctual level and when people are being honest about tough issues like it's it's just interesting
1: yeah. Or at least know, or at least
0: you know, when they're being funny. So if you can't yeah. if you can't be funny then be honest.
1: You know, that's um, actually one of the reasons why I really like the read, because they yes. are like <laughs> they are so honest and yeah. they don't they don't care. They exactly. say they hate this person, hate that person. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. They're like whatever. Make, you know, call them all types of names. And call it's call like, them out their name. Right. Like this is how I feel about it.
0: Yeah. yeah, just like beating them to the white meat, rhetor- rhetorically. Oh, man.
1: Are you sure that's a saying?
0: <laughs> it's definitely a saying. I mean, I don't know how you quantify like something officially being a saying. I don't know. If it's used in a rap song, is that good enough?
1: It's in a rap song?
0: I mean, probably. I can't actually quote you anything right, now, right off the top of my head, but... Dude, I know, look, I, yes, I know what you're thinking about too, in that there is a particular saying that I say all the time oh. that I, I initially said was a real Ohio saying. I got some bad information, and it turns out it wasn't an official <laughs> saying in Ohio. Um, but I, I, I like it so much, and I have subsequently started, you know, I use it pretty regularly. <laughs> I guess I, the saying is there it is, Elizabeth. We don't need to get oh. into the, the detail. Oh, but look, we, you know, whatever. Anyway, we do That's a whole. That's that can be a segment on the next episode. Just that, just the, our history with that one saying. Oh, there it is, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> that can be like a twenty-minute segment. Oh, there it is. Oh, Elizabeth. Yeah,
1: it's a little John song. White meat. What? Is it really? <laughs> you got you got me looking.
0: <laughs> look, do, can you find the lyrics to it?
1: I'm going to beat him till the white meat shows.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. There you go. So now no need to be dubious. All right. I guess. Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, Bernie Mac
1: even says it sometimes.
0: Oh, that's where I got it. Yeah. From the King's comedy. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. The Bernie Mac. Yeah. That's probably the first time I heard it. Cause he says it in that.
1: I'm getting calls from Ohio. Oh go? shit! Do you
0: need to go? I mean, we can wrap no, up. No,
1: it's not saved. I don't know who would be calling me from that number. No oh. answer. Oh. Um. Beat him to the white
0: meat. <laughs> I'm pre-
1: yeah. I'm pretty sure Bernie Mac says it. Okay. Well, you won this one, my friend. <laughs> Congratulations. Um. Any final thoughts? This mm-hmm. would be. Giving out some good life advice on this episode. Yeah,
0: that's right. Well, <laughs> you know, positivity. Any, that's that's the main. That's my final that's thought. That's your loop. theme now. It's the theme. Well, I don't know about now, like the, the going forward, but at least for today, it is.
1: I mean, you gave it to me yesterday. I was being negative. You're like, I don't like this
0: negative. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see? were being negative before the game even started. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like at least let us get into some shit, you know, before <laughs> before you're negative. <laughs> You're right. You're
1: right. So, all
0: right. Uh, do you have, Do you cool. have any final thoughts?
1: Um, no. Go out and vote. Um, oh, yes. Make sure you know where your polling place is. Yes. Um, and where can I they find, have it? To find my polling place? Really? I don't know. I have to find it because I moved. I would assume. I don't even know where my new polling place
0: is. NYC.gov probably has that info. Yeah, I could, that's something I got to do today. Yeah, my um, my poll, my yes, definitely do that. Um. My polling place is in a school a couple blocks away from me, and they're actually pretty efficient there. So it's not like I can do it on my way to work. Just leave, like, if I plan to leave, like, half an hour early, like, uh, I'll be good.
1: Yeah, I hope this new polling place is better than my old one.
0: Oh, was it was this some bullshit? Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> was it in a school?
1: Um last year it finally moved to like a community center um prior to that i was voting in a common area in the projects
0: (laughs) i'm sorry i should not laugh i should not be laughing about that but i I could just i could picture you
1: I had all types of problems going on there. Like, oh, you I, can only imagine it's, it's so many bad memories. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. Let's let's try to keep with the positivity. So, so <laughs> go out and vote on it's this it's this, it's this Thursday, right?
1: Oh, Jimmy, <laughs>
0: Jimmy chokes over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the Jimmy Kimmel of the podcast world. <laughs>
1: yes, get out and vote Tuesday.
0: All right, get it done. You hear to first, America. You hear to here first, America. <laughs> On an award-winning, visceralist podcast. <laughs> oh boy!
1: Oh right. boy. Okay. All right. Later. Bye.